3: You're listening to the Glory Hunters podcast. Very exciting this week. It's an all-Scottish affair. Let's call it an affair. It's Aberdeen v Hibs. We have Ali Ross, the Suns TV reviewer. Hello, Ali. Hi, Charlie. see you. How Good are you? All right,
4: yeah, looking forward to it. Chap in a Where's your favourite place in Scotland, Ali? Favourite place in Scotland? Genuinely. Mm. Edinburgh.
3: Is it? Yeah. That's the the Easter Road.
4: <laughs> Apart from
3: there. <laughs> <laughs> and we have James Brown, obviously. Hello, James, you're here. Team captain. Hi. Representing Aberdeen. You ever been to Aberdeen? I have been to Aberdeen, the Granite City. Actually, uh, I went to a venue called The Venue.
0: Yeah. Is that, that right? Well, yeah, yeah. In a hotel, I've just remembered. What should we call been, this
3: venue? It's <laughs> called well,
0: The Venue. I've been twice to Aberdeen. I was selling T-shirts yes, for a band venue. when I was about 17. Which band?
4: They were called The Three Johns mm. Mm. from Leeds. So fair, attraction at The Venue. It was a good gig. Did you? They were yeah. good. Cool. When they were number one.
3: And the other side playing for Hibs is Natalie. Sawyer, hello, Natalie. And uh, with her is Hibs' own Dougie Anderson. Hello, yeah,
2: Dougie. Yeah, to be representing Hibs. On the subject of podcasts, I think you have one of my favourite quotes on podcasts, which, well, over to you. What's the the quote?
3: In London, you're never more than three feet from a podcast, (laughs) which is uh, beautiful. Good fun, isn't it? Okay, here's the Glory Hunters podcast. Hello, I'm Charlie Baker and welcome to Glory Hunters, the show that takes a binary approach to football fandom. Our guests are given the opportunity to represent the team they've always supported in a contest that's a cauldron of conflict. But whose green shoots will flourish in the heat and who will wither on the vine? It's up for grabs now on Glory Hunters. This week sees an all-Scottish affair as Aberdeen take on Hibs. Representing Aberdeen is The Sun's TV reviewer Ali Ross, who's alongside team captain James Brown, and on the team sheet for Hibs, it's a welcome return to broadcaster Dougie Anderson, who's with team captain Natalie Sawyer. James Brown, have you ever had a favourite Scottish team growing up? Gr- growing up, yeah. yeah. Leeds United.
0: Oh. Eddie Gray, Joe Jordan, uh, Peter Lorimer, David okay. Harvey, David Stewart, Frank Cray. Yeah. 74 World Cup, half of that Scottish team played for
3: Leeds. Um, Aberdeen, Ali, how's their season going? I haven't really checked recently, unfortunately. I probably should have
4: It's all checked. right. We're there or thereabouts. Yeah,
3: what's a good season for Aberdeen? Second. OK.
4: I'd like to split the uh, gruesome twosome. When did you last can.
3: come second? Two years ago. Oh, pretty
4: good. Yeah. You thought it was longer, didn't you? Yeah, you were
3: about, I did. you were
4: about fourth now. Yeah, we're exactly fourth. I've got a okay. soft spot for Aberdeen. Just ahead of hips.:
3: Because they always had Willie Miller, who I liked as a sticker in the Panini albums. He was yeah. always a good sticker to get in the Panini album. Is that who you base
2: your moustache on? That's who it is, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. That and laziness. And Dougie Anderson. Mm. Huge Hibs fan, Dougie.
2: Yes, sadly.
3: So, oh, sadly. As, well,
2: you know, as, as we know, it's a tough life. Yeah. Sp- My first Hibbs game I went to was against Aberdeen in nineteen eighty three, against Ferguson's famous Aberdeen. Oh yes. And we won 2 1. Did you? I think it was Willie Irvin scored the winner, but I don't need to tell you that obviously. I knew that. And um and the first time I went to Hamden was to see Hibs against Aberdeen in the League Cup final in eighty five, got tanned three nothing by again Ferguson's last trophy that he won actually before coming down south. Was no. that one? Oh no was it the Scottish oh. Cup the same season? Eighty six. 86, 86.
4: 86. Same season then. The same yeah,
2: yeah. that was kicked my kicked favourite off. cup final that Aberdeen were ever in, actually. Beat Hearts 3-0. It's difficult talking about Hips Hearts at the moment because we lost the derby last week. I know, you, week, you lost the derby. One to... at home. It should never happen. And, and now we've got them in the semi-final at Hamden and I'm starting to feel a bit nervous about that. That's a that. big game. That's a big game. Yeah, the last two times we've played them at Hamden it's gone about as badly as it could have done. So, I'm not feeling too good about it, if I can be oh. brutally honest. Okay. Uh, but I wanted to try and bring an air of positivity to yeah, the show. I was going to say, yeah, let's
3: was... not be too
2: doer. No, <laughs> or, or <did> doer. <laughs> like it. <It's>, <laughs> you
3: invited two Scottish I know. I feel like it's raining already. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, Natalie, do you have a Scottish team? I
5: don't. Any no. links to Scotland at all? Well, we talked about it before when my grandmother was a McGregor.
3: Of course, yeah.
5: Uh, but Where was she from? Well, this is it. She was born in London. but uh, Oh. She McGregor, so we must have some
3: Scottish roots have there. Something there maybe yes. you should look back in your DNA and find a I Scottish I try to team. do
5: it doesn't. Can't I can't go back that far with, um. my, with my father's mother's side
3: there's a brilliant football book think. as well called uh, Pointless
2: by East Stirling the year they, they I think they got two points in the whole season I've seen them play have you? been to an East show match when they still played at Furs Park wasn't it in, in Falkirk mm. so whenever you hear people going oh it's the big derby Stirling Albany East Stirling rubbish uh. Alan McAnally was there was he? What yeah. was he doing there? And he got dog's abuse. We were oh. some Hibs fans, but we knew a guy who was playing for East Stirling. And my endearing memory of that game was my friend had a hat. It was kind of a woolly hat. And it had a strap in it and it broke. And one of her other friends said, oh, you can get that fixed at your local bric-a-brac shop <laughs> as if they were ten-a-penny. And that's my abiding memory of that game.
3: Um, which club would you compare Hibs to at the moment in, in the Premier League?
2: Uh, Club with uh, big traditions, an important club. club that haven't really won as much as they should have done. Probably Tottenham.
4: Oh, yes, suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about Aberdeen, Ali? Norwich City. Oh, really? It's it's a livestock thing.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brilliant. So, the scene is set for Aberdeen v Hibs. To see you all kick off, we start with a clip of Steve McLaren and a textbook example of how to use the weather as a metaphor in a post-match interview.
0: Yeah, we... uh... We're having no luck, and uh, everything seems to be against us. Murphy's law. Murphy's law. Middle of a storm, and we're in the eye of it. And um, yeah, we have to, uh, we have to keep going on. But will get through this storm. It will, uh, it will end. And uh, we thought it would end tonight. It hasn't. We've got
4: to make sure that it ends next week. I don't want to be too negative, but in a storm, you can get out. Sometimes people, well, they drown.
0: That's exactly right. And uh, those who drown then uh, they don't deserve to stay on the ship. And uh, I've said, we stay on the boat, we stay together, we keep fighting, we keep working.
3: Steve McLaren really (laughs) drilling deep on that metaphor there. Now, here's the question. Steve McLaren was England manager from August 2006 to November 2007. Can you tell me, in percentage terms, what his win rate was as England boss? Now, it's sealed bid, so while both teams confer, here's a short musical interlude. Right, the answers are in, the guesses are in. Let's go first to Ali and to James, who have said 63%, a 63% win rate. For Steve McLaren as England boss. James
4: wanted to go a lot lower. I think, a lot
3: lower. I think 49. You think 49%, yeah. James? Well, you've gone in at 63%. Yeah, yeah. You've gone with Ali Ross. Here we go. Natalie and Dougie, you have said 60%. Yeah. Lower? The answer is 50%. Oh. Dissension in the ranks. Yeah, yeah. Hadrian's oh, Wall <laughs> being built as we speak. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the managers actually, even your favourite managers of your clubs invariably don't have that higher... Wait, because you, yeah, it's one well. Of, you should have said there's this only to Ali. three results you can yeah. get.
4: Okay. I, I, I tell you at face value, does England go on about how great they are, and I just believe it. I love it that the, in
3: the Scottish special, the first question was about the England manager. <laughs> it's fantastic. Anyway, <laughs> that means Hibs. He's a McLaren. <laughs> that means Hibs. You will kick off next as both teams try and convince me that they are the biggest here today as we do
1: this.
3: Yes, we want each of our guests to tell us why they are the biggest club here today. They're free to employ any reasoning they wish. This isn't about medals on the table. This is an exercise in winning hearts and minds. Dougie, mm. you're going to go mm. first and your 30 seconds starts now.
2: Sir Isaac Newton, Mahatma Gandhi, Emmeline Pankhurst, Rosa Parks All important Pioneers And trailblazers Add to that list Hibernian FC First Scottish And British team To play in the European Cup Got to the semi-finals First team to play In the green and white hoops Long before Celtic Or Sporting Lisbon But the design classic now Of the green body With white sleeves Is a beauty As we all know Um, First British team To play at the Maracanã Stadium We're talking global here But Hibs transcend football by way of popular culture. The film that changed the landscape of the 90s cinema-wise was of course Trainspotting, written by a hippie, contains a cast of hippies. T2 Chain Spotting, likewise. Sunshine on Leaf. The play. The film, the song a modern day football anthem par excellence. The most critically acclaimed TV show in the world right now, HBO's Succession. Logan Roy, as protagonist, is a Hibs fan. We're talking worldwide brand recognition. There was even a commercial with ET in a Hibs top. That's right, we've moved from the global earth and we've gone into the cosmos. Now, Aberdeen. Aberdeen will bang on about winning the Cup Winners' Cup, but it's a defunct competition and there's only There's only just, like, many forgettable teams. with Aberdeen, like Dynamo Tbilisi and Mechelen of Belgium who won that thing as well. Let's not even get started on the Super Cup. The Super Cup, a Diddy-also-defunct competition. That's just one letter shy, one letter shy of being called... The Supper Cup. (laughs) By the time Aberdeen fancied themselves in the early 80s, Hibs had already beaten the likes of Liverpool, Barcelona and Napoli in Europe. It was passe. What were Aberdeen fans doing at that point? I'll tell you. They were counting down the days until Annie Lennox got a record contract. (laughs) Hibs are trailblazers. Hibs are culture. Hibs are important.
3: It's fantastic. I think if there's anyone who can go up against it, it's you, Ali Ross. Can you please tell us why Aberdeen are a bigger club
2: than Hibernian?
4: I want to include you in this, Dougie. Can I ask you, how did you get on last weekend? My short term memory can't get into that. <laughs> Would you like me to remind you? Are you talking football wise or yes. romantically? Because
2: <laughs> I, I have to say, it was a, it was a highly scored draw.
4: <laughs> sure, I was talking football, I want to talk romantically now. <laughs> you played Aberdeen? Yeah, we did, we did. Yeah, yeah we did. 3 1? Yeah, I've lost to Aberdeen. Don't care, don't care. And. <laughs> In the table now? Where are Hibs? I'm sure you're going to tell me. Sixth? Yeah, Aberdeen. Hold on, are you talking about the the Scottish League table? Hey, the interactive Because I'm more of a global guy, you know, (laughs) looking up at the
2: stars as well, like Oscar Wilde. you know, up there with E.T. in his hipstop looking down at the dandies.
4: (laughs) I was in sunshine on the leaf. Were you? Yeah, I was guy in the background. I like that, well Just by the National Gallery. Um, Hibs is a bit low on uh, trophies there. They got to the semi-final of the European Cup lost played in the American uh, I'm gonna assume you lost that as well mm-hmm. say before the last time Hibbs won the cup 1902 oh. Geronimo was still alive oh. <laughs> but really defunct trophies you haven't even won them we've won two defunct trophies
2: <laughs> there we are defunct trophies <laughs> that, from that's, Aberdeen. That's a level we're on. We're celebrating defunct trophies. Was, I mean, you, you I are. You, you went for
3: the supper cup as well. <laughs> okay, I've heard the arguments. I'm going to have to say hips 2, oh. Aberdeen 1. We didn't have metaphors in our day. We didn't beat about the bush. You're listening to Glory Hunters, the podcast from Talk Sport. Right now, it's time for this. Yes, it'll be Jim White on the night. Jim's going to list a series of clues about the identity of someone from the world of football. All you have to do is guess who. Feel free to dive in with your answer. First one to guess correctly gets the two goals that are up for grabs. Here's Jim with the first clue.
1: Who am I? A Canadian university offers a course studying my life and career.
3: Anybody? A Canadian university studying his life and career. Anybody want to get in? Alex Ferguson, getting a no. Let's go have another clue, please, Jim. A galaxy has been named after me. galaxy has been named after this player, and there is a university course about him. David Beckham. David Beckham, we've gone for. No, it's a big no. Let's go for another clue, please, Jim. In 2006, I launched my own underwear range. Anybody oh, want to yes. guess at that? Yes. Ronaldo. Ronaldo, let's find out. I am Cristiano Ronaldo. Well done, James Brown. In there with a goal. Lovely goal, Cristiano Ronaldo. Let's do this one more time. Jim, could we have the first clue, please? Who am I? I've played for clubs in England, Italy, the USA, and India. Who am I? Played in India. Anelka. Anelka. I've gone Nicholas Anelka. Nope. No other guesses. Let's have another clue, please, Jim. I began my professional career with Wolverhampton Wanderers. Anybody want to guess? Played in India and the USA? Nope. Let's Robbie, go. Robbie Keane. Robbie Keane. Let's find out from Jim. I am Robbie Keane. He is Robbie Keane. James Brown with 100% there. Two goals smashed in. A brace. Well done, James. How did you know that, James? How did you know those? Where did you get it from?
0: I just know that he started his career at Wolverhampton.
3: OK, that makes it Aberdeen 3, Hibs 2. I'm Jim White. I enjoy a cartwheel celebration after scoring. Time now to incur the wrath of the sporting gods as we enter the round known as... Sporting Heretics. sporting heretics. I'm going to invite each member of the panel to renounce convention and share an idea they think will change sport for the better. Previous suggestions have included ball boys taking penalties, a transfer window for fans, and even abolishing half times. Nothing is off the table as we think the unthinkable and rattle the cages of sports moral guardians and upset the sporting snowflakes in our midst. James, we're going to start with you. And you think there should be no more sporting freebies?
0: I don't mind that because obviously most of us sitting around this table probably getting at the press box every now and then or we have friends or players or whatever give us tickets. But I think that footballers particularly should have to make their own way into the ground. They should have to pay again or blag in. They shouldn't be allowed just to walk into their own events. They should have the same experience that the rest of us do. You know, how difficult it is to get tickets. It's not just a matter of buying them. And you broaden it to any sport. John Cena wouldn't struggle to get into the wrestling. Anyone doing the pole vault wouldn't, or the high jump wouldn't struggle to get into an athletics event. Mm. But really, it's just a test of the initiative. Can they get in (laughs) to the stadium they are supposed to be
3: performing at? Right. So what if they can't get tickets? Well, that's they let the team down. So you've got, say, you've got Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury next, Th- those next neither- summer. Neither- it's going to be a hot ticket, James. It's a bad example because neither of those are going to struggle to get through the doors. All right, they, I know, but they can't get tickets to the to the event.
0: No, they would just force I their way it's in. All right. It's not about them. just getting tickets, it's about using initiative. Oh, right, getting into the another way. I mean, if, if your team is sold out, it's difficult to get tickets. It it's is, yeah. Lots and lots and lots of fans spend hours every week at yeah. the moment their team gets very good calling favours, appealing on social media. I mean, I remember one time just going to a I think I went to Watford or Luton at 5 to 3 and got a ticket outside. There's a degree of nerve about being able to get in yeah. to a sport. So you think it would event. show that they want to be at the event? Absolutely, it shows yeah. how committed, how inventive they are. Um, I just can't see how it would work. The point of heresy is to go against the perceived wisdom. The perceived wisdom is that we all show up at Ellen Road or Pitodri or wherever you've gone to watch football, and there are the players on the pitch. Oh, there's a goalkeeper. I saw him in the car park. He's really struggling to get in. Would just make it less predictable and funny. Yeah. You know, oh, two centre backs. They couldn't even get into the car park. Yeah.
3: OK, um, I'm gonna, I am I, I, I didn't quite understand it, James, was the problem. Um, well, you don't understand it. It's difficult to get into a game. Yeah, but I sort of think you need the players there to be able to watch Not the game. Not all of them. You do need all of them.
0: Well, no, you don't need you do. all of them. I'm gonna if, give you a, all, if you, you need all of them, they would never send of them.
3: Just because you spoke. I'm going to give you one goal. <laughs> <laughs> Dougie, it says here we want to rejig the golfing majors. OK,
2: I'm going to be straight-talking here. Golf it's a short word. It's a big topic. <laughs> now, last year, or 2019, as some people would have us believe, <laughs> was the first year under this new schedule when the US PGA Championship became the second major of the year in an attempt to try and to try and sex it up a bit, you know, make it more popular, having previously always been the final major of the year. Now, what we need is a complete vault fast, put it back to where it belongs as the final major of the golfing season. Don't mess with the natural order of the golfing diary, which, as we know, is as follows. The Masters, the US Open, the Open Championship, and the US PGA. It's now lost between two other great golfing Mm. tournaments, other sporting events, and the Western Hemisphere's summer holiday plans. It's lost like a man with failing eyesight holding a broken compass. In a sandstorm <laughs> oh. It's always going to be the weakest of the four majors Regardless of when it's played At least give it a chance to shine At the end of the season I beg of you Restore the natural order
3: Especially as, as this year as well They've got the Olympics People are starting to
2: say the Olympic golf tournament Is going to become yeah, more, more difficult to win than a normal major Don't get me the Olympics Because as I've said on this very show You could cut half the sports out of that And still have a very enjoyable <laughs> tournament you, <laughs>
3: you have said that You have said that in yeah. the past Yes so your, your problem is with the order, you just want to go back to what it was. Listen,
2: you never got more than one Ringo lead vocal on any Beatles album, <laughs> did you? Because yeah. of the three other powerhouses. Although I have to say, some of his solo stuff's all right. It Ain't Easy from 1971, <laughs> it's a damn good hit single. Yeah. Um, co-written actually with George Harrison, but George said, I don't want a credit on it. You just put it as written by oh, Ringo dear. Starr. It's distracting now.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting,
2: isn't it? It's more interesting than the golf bit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> He's trying <laughs> to get into <it> <laughs> <I know> <laughs> but, but bizarrely, Ringo Starr is actually an anagram of the USPG, Oh, yes. Yeah. Which yeah. brings yeah. us back yeah, to yeah, my initial point. Yes, of course.
3: Yeah. Um, once again, one goal for speaking. OK, I'm tough this week, I'm going wow. tough this week, why not? <laughs> Ali, you're my favourite, you're my second favourite, Natalie's my favourite, we know that. You're saying yeah. teams should be able to play the Joker.
4: We all grew up watching It's A Knockout here, I think we're yes. of that age. Yeah. Most exciting part of the show, suddenly they introduce some local in fancy dress <laughs> as a jester yeah. and suddenly the points tally doubles. Oh. Do this with football. That's a great idea. So the chairman's got to dress as the simpleton. Lovely. Comes on with a little pig on a uh, pig's bladder on a stick. Yeah, or a pig. Bops the referee, suddenly six points at stick. Lovely. Oh.
3: Yes, they have to chase the referee
4: yeah. to catch him. Humiliation is involved. Yes. But you can only do it against the top half of the team. Okay. table team.
3: How many times a season? Just once. Just once a season? Changes the whole dynamic. It you does. If you, you've got one chance of doubling your points. Don't undermine this. <laughs> no,
0: I'm not undermining. What well, I'm just because it's a really good idea. Yeah, it's a great yeah, idea, isn't good. it? It's better than mine, and his. it's great. I mean, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> what I want to know is if you can only play this. it against the teams in the top. It's the doubled points only the, for your own goals. So if you lose three 0 does the opposition get six no, points?
3: No, nothing. Just just for yourself.
0: Just for
4: yourself. Just oh, it's the oh, knockout rules.
3: So we've okay. Oh, okay, oh, so wow. you get yeah, double points. You've like got so if you're you'd only really do it if you were winning. You've got to say it before kick off.
0: No, if it's one-one,
3: yeah, oh, you've won two-one. Yeah, no, no, no. If it's one-one, you're doubling the points. You get two points. You don't get one point. Is that right, Ali?
4: It is now I think about it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> there we are. I liked it. Three goals for you, oh, Ali. Boy, Charlie, we're actually
0: playing the joke on that round. Oh.
3: Yeah. There we are, uh, Natalie. Natalie, you think Premier League footballers should be more domestic?
5: Well, yes, more domesticated, should we say, because we're always hearing about how Premier League players are so out of touch with the fans, that the amount of money they earn, they're on another planet altogether, and that divide just seems to keep on growing. And yet nobody wants to address the issue. So the idea is quite simple. I'm not talking about reducing wages or anything like that. It's about insisting that when a game is over, the Premier League players take their kits home and wash it. Get back to when Mm. they used to play the game when they were youngsters, basically. And it's not about the kit man or kit woman being out of a job because they'll still have plenty to wash when you've got training gear, etc., etc. But it's just about bringing humility, shall we say, to those Premier League players, giving them more responsibility and just making it look a bit more innocent so we can get back more in touch with the players. Mm,
3: uh, No, I've got a few problems with this. No,
5: there's no problem. There are a few problems with
3: it. A, I think they wear the kit once and then that's it.
5: Oh, that's another problem isn't itself. That's
3: it. And, but also, there's a huge market in match-worn shirts, in that people want them match-worn, they want them to smell of the player, they want the grass stains on them. But
5: there. that might not be the shorts and the <laughs> undergarments and all that. The under,
3: so you're saying the, the pants they wear? Oh, everything there, has
5: to go the, the home. S- the, slips. The, the slips, they slips, call them. The, the slip, slips, is it, A brief. Correct.
0: Do you know what? We had something like this at Leeds on the Cholino. Yeah. When he arrived, the first thing he did was empty the swimming pool, because it was expensive. <laughs> And then when the players came in for pre-season, they had to bring their own pat lunch. Bring their own lunch. He told, he told the ladies that did the catering just to disappear, oh. to save money, until the season until
5: started. Until the season started. Oh. So I this is the thing. Bringing back down to earth, though, But you? also all those annoying
3: kids with, can I have your shirt, Sadio we Mane. We won't have those
5: signs anymore. How good that, is that? That's
3: quite good, actually. To get rid of those so, signs, yeah, um, I'm all for it. I'm going to give you three goals. <laughs> very, very good. Get rid of those signs.
1: <laughs> it's a potential leg-breaking tackle
2: For me, that wasn't
1: an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user
0: compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier.
3: You're listening to Glory Hunters, the podcast from Talk Sport. Time now for Back in the Day, where we travel back to a landmark moment in both teams' history. James and Ali, we're going to go back to 1995, and this. Oh, a bit foot there. Duncan Shearer's goal secured a 2-0 win for Aberdeen against Dundee to win the Scottish League Cup final. But what else do you remember of that year? Here we go, question one. The match was the 50th Scottish League Cup final to be played at Hampden Park, a ground famous for the legendary Hampden Roar. A study that measured noise levels at the ground during an old firm match saw them peak at 115 decibels, which was higher than an average Premier League match, but 20 decibels lower than the loudest rock band on earth. Can you tell me who are the loudest rock band on earth? Is it A? The who? Or was it... If you like to gamble, i tell you how your name. You win some, lose some, the same to me. Motorhead? Or perhaps... I was made for loving you, baby.
0: You were made for loving you. Kiss. What do you think? Then we'll go with the other. Will you know, get
3: the no again get or will you for be who? the ace of spades?
0: <laughs> I think you're right because... Surely the, how loud they are is how big their amps are. Whoa. A motorhead are nowhere near as big as the always. Who. always. Should we go for the Who?
3: The, the Who. The Who? The Who. Let's, Let's find out. I was for you. Yes, Kiss. Kiss hold the record for being the loudest rock band on earth with a concert that measured 136 decibels, which is equal to a military jet taking off. Okay, let's go to question two. Blackburn Rovers won the Premier League title, breaking transfer records as they did so, one of which was the signing of Tim Flowers from Southampton, who became the most expensive goalkeeper in British football. But who did he replace as the priciest keeper? Was it A, Neville Southall, Berry to Everton, or B, Nigel Martin, Bristol Rovers to Crystal Palace, or C, David Seaman, QPR, To Arsenal, Southall, Martin, Seaman.
0: I think David Seaman because Arsenal are the biggest club there, are the biggest buying club. They're both London teams, so the prices are higher. And also, that is the biggest move of the three. QPR were a Premier League team at the same time. So, I would go Seaman. I agree with that, Ali. All the way.
3: The answer is David Seaman. There we are for (laughs) £1.3 million. £50,000, Neville Southall Barry to Everton. What a move that was. And Nigel Martin, Bristol Rovers, to Palace was a million pounds. OK, question three. 1995 was also the year of
1: this. They're the two most popular bands in Britain, having sold millions of records, and they're currently engaged in a chart war that set the music industry alight.
3: Blur beat Oasis to reach number one with Country House. But can you tell me which single was at number three behind Oasis with Roll With It? Was it A. I love you,
5: baby. I love you, baby. I love you, baby. I love you,
2: baby.
3: It was I Love You, Baby by the original, if you couldn't wear that out from the lyrics. Or B. Where you're coming from. That was Never Forget by Take That. Or C. Waterfalls by
4: TLC. Which we think it was. Well, look, James was the 90s, so whatever answer he comes up with is correct. He I got, was no, the 90s. I, got, he was was there. The wasn't, I didn't
0: pay any attention to those charts. What do you think? You knew all the songs. You and Natalie were singing along with them.
4: <laughs> Especially we TLC yeah, and Take Ali. Ali. We That. Were.
3: Don't pretend you weren't, Ali, because
4: you were. <laughs> well, I was, you know, I had a bit of a moment there. Yeah. Natalie was uh, doing the uh, Who'd You never Forget? Did House you, House can House you House. work it out? Who? I, I don't think it would be Take That. Too obvious. I think they've just thrown that in because they think we're a bunch of fossils and we won't <laughs> recognise any of them unless they shove in Take That. Okay, so what are you going with? <laughs> the first one.
3: I Love You Baby by the Original. I Love You Baby. Let's find out.
1: <laughs> Chasing
3: waterfalls Waterfalls by TLC Don't go chasing waterfalls Great advice, of course OK, you scored one goal which makes it eight all Natalie and Dougie we're going to go back to the year 2006 mm. and
4: this Alan Combe with an absolute howler Combe on to Fletcher It's a moment of personal tragedy in the football sense for Alan Combe and Stephen Fletcher nets the fifth goal He couldn't believe it the hips
2: fan could not believe it! Kilmarnock are torn apart. It's Kilmarnock
3: one. It's five. Stephen Fletcher's second goal sealed a 5-1 demolition of Kilmarnock by Hibbs at Hamden to lift the Scottish League Cup. But what else do you remember of that year, 2006? 2006 was also the year of this. And an incident that might have passed off initially without a card ends in Rooney being sent off. Echoes of Beckham in St Etienne eight years ago. And now England are up against it. Wayne Rooney was sent off in England's World Cup quarterfinal against Portugal. But can you tell me who was the first England player to be sent off at a World Cup? Was it A. Robson. What a goal from Brian Robson. That was a magnificent goal. Was Brian Robson or was it B? Like with the Wilkins. Ray Wilkins, or perhaps will it be Beckham? It is David Beckham.
2: David Beckham. Rather embarrassingly, this uh, this involves an ex-Hibs player. Oh, Ray Wilkins. Uh, because Brian Robson, obviously remembered for certainly the quickest England goal in a World Cup, eighty-two against France, uh, but it was eighty-six. I can't remember which game it was. Was it one of the first two games when England, I think, drew the first two games in 86 and they had to win their final one, didn't they? 3-0. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Ray Wilkins. It's Ray Wilkins. He was the first English player to be sent off at a World Cup. Very confident. Let's find out.
3: Ray Wilkins has been sent off and Ray Wilkins leaves the field, one has to say,
2: in disgrace. I think worth, worth saying about ex-Hibs and England international, Ray Wilkins, one of the great footballing voices. Mm. Uh, I don't think it was any mistake that they did get him on Football Italia as a pundit. Should have got into audio books <laughs> uh, perhaps some radio advertising as Lovely, well. Yeah. Uh, very soothing. Uh, Ray Wilkins was sent off during the 1986
3: World Cup against Morocco. The first England player to be sent off was Alan Mullery in 1968. Here we go, question two. The 2006 World Cup... Was the tournament where England's so called golden generation failed to live up to their potential? But can you tell me where the phrase the golden generation was first used? Was it A, by Cambridge University to describe the generation of Footlights members that included Stephen Fry and Emma Thompson? Was it B, by the US media to describe the British invasion of beat groups in the mid 60s? Or C, by the Portuguese media to describe a group of players who won the World Youth Championships in
2: 1989 and 1991. Wow! Oh, already, I'm, I'm, um, I'm going Portuguese here. You no, know
5: I was thinking the mm, same. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm quite happy to. This go is with why that. we're
2: working well as a team. I think. I maybe. know. I think so. Um, There's no
5: disharmony on this side. I just <laughs> can't see saying in the,
2: I don't know, late 70s when punk was coming on the scene and you had all these fanzines, for instance. And in these fanzines, which were getting sold in the Bowery, people were going, Haha, we're going to show that so-called golden generation of Herman's Hermits and Rolling Stones and the Beatles, what real music is. Um, so I can't really see that. And the Cambridge Footlights, oh, yes, they were a golden generation, but I don't remember ever reading or seeing anyone no. refer to them as that. No, I feel it's Portuguese.
5: Um, yeah, yeah, think, shall we go with it? Yeah, I, think so. Are I think so. both
3: You're going to go Portuguese. with your hunch. Here we go, the answer is the Portuguese media Mm. describing a group of players who won the World Youth Championships in 1989 and 1991. Question three. Which TV institution came to an end that year? Was it A. (laughs) Grandstand or was it B. (laughs) News at 10 or was it C. of the Pops. Oh. <coughs> big uh-huh. into music aren't you Dougie? A huge music fan, Yes, so big much, grandstand fan. So much
2: so that I own a VHS with James because- We co own it. it. You own it, what <laughs> is it, Radio yeah, Rentals is it? About 19- <laughs> each a week. 1990 on Channel 4 they did this documentary on Manchester, obviously everything that was happening there, and James walked into Dry Bar. Uh, I think with maybe Andrew Collins and into the toilets and started no. talking about some red uh, barrier. But you were you were you were in that. It was ITV. You were, it was ITV. <laughs> Take <laughs> a point off for of that. Yeah, so, yeah, sorry, I was yeah, going yeah. to I mean, a, a lot of ITVs. But I still have I still have that uh, that
0: VHS. That news at ten. If you listen to it in full, is amazing. It's a banger, is it? It's like the sound of the beginning of war. <laughs> it's and that. Da da da
2: da da Trombone. That's at the end of it. Oh. a whole passage of music before See, I think Grandstand finished before 2006. I do, I do. I think the News at 10 is a confusing one because that seems to come and go quite mm. a lot. You know, then the BBC are moving there still 9 to 10. You get, oh, does the ITV one still exist and all that? Top of the Pops, 2006 sounds right for, for, uh, for, for Top of the Pops, I think. Mm. Um, but again, Natalie is the captain. No,
5: I agree yeah. about Grandstand. I feel that was a, a lot earlier. News at 10, hmm. But, um, no, if you think, I'm happy the, to go with Top of the Pops.
2: On the subject of Grandstand, there is a fantastic YouTube video of the chap, whose name escapes me, who, who wrote the theme tune. Playing it live with a full band and orchestra at the Jazz Cafe in Camden. Oh, Just Google it on YouTube, you'll watch the whole thing. It is incredible. <laughs> incredible. I am
3: 100% doing that after yeah. the show. Fantastic. So your answer is... Top of the pop. Top of the Pops. Let's find out. Full house there for you and Natalie there, Strong Dougie um, Strong and Keith Mansfield wrote the grandstand theme tune of yeah. just and Keith just scored that.
2: the winning goal for Hibs in the 1991 League oh. Cup final.
3: I wouldn't say it was a confidence issue; he just seemed to lack belief in himself. Here on this show, we like to venture into unseen areas, and that's why we do this. Our esteemed panel are about to face an inquisitive general public as we play A Question of Sport Time. Can we have our first question, please?
4: Hello,
0: I'd like to ask the panel what do you no longer see in sport that you'd like to see return?
3: Ali Ross.
4: The half time scoreboard. Oh, love used to love that. There's a real sense of jeopardy there. Yeah. And the <laughs> guys putting the score up.
3: As, as they went, yeah. what, with, num- with numbers and yeah. live numbers. Like well, a cricket my mate scoreboard. used
4: to do the scoreboard at St Andrews for the Open. And just for a laugh one year, he put up hole in one for Tony Jackley. <laughs> and he said 120,000 people went berserk.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: and they had to take it back down again.
5: <laughs> Brilliant.
4: He bogeyed it. Half time oh, yeah. school, but uh, I like that very much, yeah. Um, so, what I, I don't really remember yeah. that, like a little. It would just be in one, come out one and... corner of the ground. They would have the half times up. Like the, hymns, like the hymns in a church. Exactly.
0: And like a, a little cricket score
4: and board. It would, yeah, I could it, it, it would yeah. relate to a letter which was in the programme. Oh. So, for instance, Dundee United versus St. Merrin would be A. Couldn't fit the names of the actual. Oh, so put oh. A? Yeah. We also you know?
2: drove up yeah. programme sales, so you have to get the programme in order to have a look at what was That's going on. a good so, yeah, yeah. thing, isn't it? I missed that
3: already and I didn't even see it.
2: Business acumen. I like that very much. I'm going to give you three goals Charlie, for that. Charlie, those scoreboards,
0: when everyone else had digital, when, when Leeds had Hasselbank, I remember going to um, Hillsborough, and they still had that as an actual full <laughs> scoreboard. <laughs> they have like still if, got it now. With somebody putting their hand out and like, pushing the, sc- the letter
3: along. Well, it's Anfield
2: and Old Trafford don't have screens, though. They won't have the big screens for the mm. VAR. It's... As we know, Hibs being trailblazers that they are, Hibs were the first team in Scotland to have an electronic scoreboard. It went on top of the cow shed, it worked for half a season, and then never again. <laughs>
3: Great what fact. Story? Great what fact. Story? And oh, hips-based. Okay. A bonus goal for you yeah, there,
2: don't we just trying to pepper with
3: there some hips-based fans. <laughs> what? <though. laughs> That's the way it goes. Uh, <laughs> James, uh, <laughs> what do you no longer see in sport that you'd like to see return? I liked it uh,
0: at football grounds, and I mainly experienced this through photographs, um, when you'd see big crowds of people on the hills looking through gaps in yeah. the stands. Lovely. Another version of that is people on the top of blocks of flats. Yes, yes, It's a great reflection on how important sport, normally it would be football or cricket, yeah. how important those fixtures are for those people. And I think those photographs or that experience, if you have if a listener and you've been up the top of a hill or a a tree, on yeah. top of some flats or up some trees, yeah. you're all climbing the stanchions that the floodlights were on. Yeah. Too many people <laughs> on platforms they shouldn't be on
2: yeah. because they love... Get in the, the wrong sport. train. Yeah, love, I love that, James. Listen, I'm, gonna... I'm not here to go on any extra points, but... <laughs>
3: <laughs> Can we get our points first? Whilst he's still enthusiastic. James, I think it's a great, great answer. I'm going to give you three goals. Thank you. The maximum of six goals. Thank you. You got there. Natalie, what do you no longer see in sport that you'd like to see return?
5: Um, I would like to see the FA Cup semi-finals taken away from Wembley. <laughs> because I loved the fact that it was all about reaching Wembley for oh. the final, the showpiece, the, I- the iconic venue. And it's been taken away because so many other football matches are staged at Wembley. It's
3: murder, isn't it? It's yeah. is, is a com- purely financial decision yeah. that spoils any sort of magic. And they wonder why the magic goes. drives yeah. me nuts. It should be Villa yeah. Park. Natalie, it was a beautiful answer. I think, in fact, it was the answer. Ah, so you. I'm going to give you three goals. Dougie Anderson.
2: I miss an old school dugout. And the mm. scrambles contained therein, the sheer spectacle of seeing people hitting their heads on the cronkite roof while mm-hmm. sitting 20 feet below sea level in something that did resemble a World War II beach defence position, perhaps in Normandy. Um, it was truly a sight to behold because now the so called Bencher. Technical area, isn't it? It's like an upmarket doctor's waiting room, isn't it? You've got a comfortable place to be. You've got the heated seats, a yeah. selection of isotonic drinks. You wonder if some players would rather be there than on the pitch. Not so in the old school dugout because it's back to basics. It will focus players on what's important and why they started playing in the first place. Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's a great answer. Um, I don't. I
3: wouldn't go back to those old sort of like Nissan huts, aren't they? Or like concrete. The you of, just
2: see the, the, the player, the, the a player sub perhaps, the old physiotherapist just peeking out. Yeah, like literally yeah. dug yeah. out, look, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I think he's gone with a luxury answer there because um, Natal, I was, Natal I was, and I both support teams in the Championship and yeah. loads, of, loads of the dugouts are just old brick
3: sheds. You yeah. should come down to the National League, you'd see it. At Cambridge United, John Beck moved the dugout. Down the touchline, okay. so what? Like we're towards seeing, the corner flag. What, the opposite, <laughs> the, the away dugout was moved down the oh, touchline.
2: So what we're saying is my answer was a bit too high, bro. It,
3: I'm going to give you two goals. <laughs> two goals, Dougie. I liked it, but it was a bit too Premier League based. Uh, first unfortunately,
4: totally in the world. In the world. In the world.
3: Extra, the world. extra point for that lovely <laughs> fact. A lovely fact there. Yes. Okay. Most, <laughs> most recent dugout.
0: At Might world. lose it.
3: <laughs> Ran, we just had a dugout out this weekend. Not interesting. Take that point <laughs> off. No, no. There we are. What a shame. Oh, edit that <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> now, in the dying moments of the game, we move now into injury time, where each side has 60 seconds to score as many goals as possible. Losing side goes first. It's currently a draw. I'll flip a coin. Ali Ross, heads or tails? Tails. It's tails. First or second? First. Going to go first. I'm going to list the title of a number of sports biographies. All you've got to do is tell me which are true or false. And when your time is up, you'll hear this sound. Peter Crouch. You ready? Do we understand it? Fair Here we go. Your time starts now. Darren Anderton, take note. False. It's true. Luis Suarez, bite-size. False. False. It's false. Shane Warne, worn out. False. It's false. Alan Brazil, there's an awful lot of bubble in Brazil. True. Neil Warnock, the art of war. No. False. It is false. Barry Fry, big fry. True. This is true. Jose Mourinho, how to win friends and influence people. False. False. It is false. John Walk, walk on. True. True. It's true. Alan Hansen, tall, dark and handsome. True. It is true. Kevin Peterson, KP's not nuts. False. Tis false. false. Gary Lineker, strikingly different. True. It's true. Judy Murray, mum's the word. True. It's false. Sean Goater, feed the goat. True. It is true. Gary Monk, the frying pan into the fryer. False. It is false. Niall Quinn, a trip down the river Nile. False. false. It is false. Alan Ruff, the rough and the smooth. True. It's true. Lionel Messi, my left foot. <laughs> false. false. It is false. Rob Jones, robbed. False. false. Peter it's true. So at the end of that round, you scored 15 goals. Amazing. Takes you to 37. Aberdeen on 37. Next up, it's Hibbs. I'm going to list a series of people who are previous winners of Sports Personality of the Year. All you have to do is tell me which are true and which are false. When your time is up, you'll hear this sound.
1: Jermaine Genius.
3: Are we ready? Yes. Yeah. Your time starts now. Dean Windass. False. Tis false. Princess Anne.
5: True.
3: Tis true. James Hunt. True. It's false. (laughs) Zara Phillips. True. Yes. Lennox Lewis. True. It is true. Mike Tindall. False. It is false. Eric Bristow. False. It is false. Paul Gascoigne. True. It is true. Frank Bruno. False. It is false. Lester Piggott. True. It is false. Michael Owen. False. It is true. Alan Shearer. False. 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 Alex Higgins. True. It is false. Mm. Greg Wazetski. True. It is true. Phil the Power Taylor. False. It is false. Joe Calzaghi. True. True, it's true. Chris Froome. False. It is false. Jeff Boycott. True. It's false. Bradley Wiggins. True. It is true. Anthony Joshua. False. It is false. Ryan Giggs. True. It is true. Harry Kane. False. It is false. Mark Cavendish. True. It is true. Torvald and Dean. True. It is true. Barry McGuigan.
1: Jermaine Genius. It's
3: Barry McGuigan. True or false? False. You've gone false. It's true. Oh, Natalie. I've got to just say this. All of their questions were two words. All
0: of our questions wow. were a minimum of five words. A coin toss. And that is a fair challenge. Leeds
3: United. They Mike, had six Mike more Tindall questions Leeds than us. Leeds <laughs> United.
0: Charlie, they
3: had six more questions than us <laughs> to get right or wrong. It was a toss of a coin, heads or tails. You chose the first one. That cannot be rigged.
2: Can I just take, all take all the out facts? the elephant in the room for was, a second hold on a minute. and say, we live in a world where Michael Owen won Sports Personality of the Year and Alex Higgins didn't. Well, <laughs> there we are.
3: So at the end of that round, you scored 19 goals, oh. which takes you to 41, which means Hibs win 41 to 37. Losers, Aberdeen.
2: <laughs> well,
3: make the most of that. Well, but any positives you can take at all? Positives? Yeah.
4: You lost to Hibs. You want positives?
3: <laughs> Flipping Hibs. Yeah, we are. And Natalie. Dougie, any any uh, message you think that sends out to the
2: rest of the th- Glory Hunters public? I think it's shown again that Hibbs uh, here at the Hibbs family. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're obviously very proud. I'm I'm proud that Natalie became a Hibby today. Absolutely, yes. you I, know, I
5: really felt like you I. Was. You'll take them on as your
2: team now, Natalie. I might do. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Do you know what? I ha- I didn't say it, but I have seen Hibernian in action. Oh, yeah. well, I think they're your team the now. In the Edinburgh derby.
2: Oh, did did we win?
5: I actually can't remember the score. I've got to say, like put
2: my pragmatic hat on. But the the segue from Brentford to Hibbs is one that I think could be made with it, relative it, it ease. It could be pretty good. I think I they're think your team now, Natalie. Well done. Ooh, so
3: To so. our winners, we say... Glory, glory to
2: the Hybeys. We are the
3: and for the losers.
0: Those who drown, then uh, they don't deserve to stay on the ship.
3: My thanks to Natalie, James, Ali, and Dougie. Until next time, from myself and everyone here, it's goodbye. So there we are, Hibbs, victorious. He yes.
2: have won something this season. Well, we had to do something, didn't yeah. we? No, I genuinely feel a bit more proud than I thought I would. Not oh. that I was taking it too seriously, but I will do in the future for sure. I think James so. Brown was taking it very seriously. Oh, was was yes. Serious. Yes. Very All angry about done. it, by to the way. To be
0: angels. fair, Dougie has got four pages of typed script.
3: Yeah. Because <laughs> he does Ali the prep. Is,
0: Ali is just flying by, no notes, nothing. Everyone so does it their own
2: way, James. Yeah. Yeah. It's over. Just how I it is. James coming across now. as a, a sort of face to young Billy Brim. That <laughs> day, <yes. Yeah. laughs> now, we set a
3: question on Twitter, and this was it. On the show, we discussed what we no longer see in sport that we'd like to see return. We also posted that question on Twitter. We had a variety of responses. Here's a few. Uh, Mitch got in touch. Groundsman running onto the pitch with buckets of white paint to touch up the penalty spot. It mm-hmm. was always nice, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I can only remember that happening once. Baseball ground, wasn't yeah, it? Baseball ground, yeah, baseball ground, lovely, yeah. Rock Scout. Toilet roll being thrown across the stands. Not at the moment. Well, of course. Of course that wouldn't happen. Um, Elliot Brown Players doing a pretend header when they run out of the tunnel. That doesn't
5: seem to happen as much. Why is that? Charging out. Yeah. Let's really get into it. (laughs) (laughs) It's
3: because they're all holding children's hands. They are these days. That is true. Police showcasing the skills of police dogs as part of the pre-match entertainment. Oh, that was always... Oh, what, any oh, pre-match... Like, pre-match, did you have a Aberdeen? I
4: went, I went to see Scotland play Slovakia two years ago and there was a display of falconry at half-time. Oh, oh, yes. Love that. Oh, fantastic. Bloody great eagle coming down from the main stand, swooping, picking oh, up or, bits of nice. meat. a falcon. Yeah.
0: If, yeah. heck, <laughs> Charlie.
4: No, I think <laughs> in I've been to Slovakia to see... Well,
0: then in Scotland... It, it, was it in Scotland? No, it? It if it's Falconry, it's in oh, okay. Falcon. It's It was well, in it was Slovakia.
4: It, you would oh, think. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay.
3: okay. wasn't even in Bratislava, either. Okay. Tremendous amount of people wanting to see the return of brass bands, which would be good at half-time oh, these days, a brass band. Charlie. I remember
0: one year before the cup final, they had to delay it because the, one of the uh, musicians in the brass band had lost a stud from his boots. Really? Yes. It's a true story. but half- at half-time or at the beginning. It was as if like spikes, like runners.
2: Oh, I don't like the sound Stop like one of that. them slipping. One of the great problems with new stadium designs is that kids these days, for the most part, unless you're watching from the lower leagues, um, they'll never have that joy of winding your way to the ground with only the floodlight pylons to guide oh, you. Oh, yeah, lovely, lovely. Okay. Yeah.
3: A lot of support for a, a five-hour build-up on TV for the FA Cup final. Just as many say the FA Cup should return to a 3 pm Saturday kickoff. Yep. Yeah, it's a dang competition yes. unless something's yeah. done exactly. drastically. Very, Drastic. very good. There we are. We've saved football. Thank you for listening to Glory Hunters. We'll see you again next week.